welcome to the Hold Nothing Back podcast. My mission with every episode is to relay information on training, nutrition, and mindset that I wish that I had when I first started my own fitness journey. If you do like the podcast, don't forget to leave a review and let me know on the Hold Nothing Back Instagram. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Hold Nothing Back podcast. So before I get into the episode, I just have to preface and say that I had a bit of a doozy yesterday. Um, My dog actually came down with kennel cough, um, I think from like the dog park or something. So I had to take him to get medication. He's on that right now. But if you hear someone or something hacking up along in the background, he's fine. (laughs) He will survive. He just is coughing a bit. Um, But with that being said, today's episode is going to be on managing stress um, and some actionable tools that you can take away from this on how to manage stress. Um, I think that this is going to cover a lot of different bases, so I encourage you to stay tuned. Um, And, you know, this is also something that I've had to deal with from, you know, being bullied at a young age and dealing with a lot of trauma, getting my ass beat, um, you know, things that I mentioned in my first episode So yeah, this has been a very, very long journey, but I can honestly say now that I feel really good about my stress management um, and just where I am right now with it. So I'm excited to give you guys some tips that have helped me and some tips that, you know, I've I've used with other, um, I can't even talk today, things that I've used with my clients. Um, So before we get into the actionable steps, I want to talk about why stress management is important and the role that cortisol plays in our body. So Um, I'm going to make this as simple as I possibly can. So cortisol is a steroid hormone and that's produced from cholesterol in your adrenal glands. Um, and so this is known as, well, commonly known as the stress hormone because it reacts to stressors in addition to, you know, regulating our metabolism and our immune system. So, um, you know, a quick example of how our body responds to stressors, you know, that could be internal or external, Um, and you know, let's just say you're at the grocery store and you know, you see a Karen and she's being a racist and you get really worked up. (laughs) So the, your body's going to react by, um, being faced by that stressor. And then it's going to trigger a complex, um, hormonal cascade and that will have the adrenal secrete the cortisol. Um, so the cortisol will prepare the body by flooding it with glucose um, and that will supply an immediate energy source for when your muscles need to get ready to either, you know, run or fight, Karen. Um, and then cortisol then will inhibit insulin production um, in an attempt to prevent glucose from being stored in your muscles. So it's favoring the immediate use of that energy or that glucose. And then cortisol will narrow the arteries while epinephrine um, will increase heart rate, both of which force blood to pump out harder and faster. Um, That's when you start to get that, you know, the nervous sweats or that anxious feeling and your heart goes crazy. Um, And, you know, this will continue until the person addresses and resolves the situation and then hormone levels will ideally, you know, return back to normal. Um, So, This is kind of just a a quick shot of what happens when you do get stressed out, but also remember that cortisol, like I said, it plays different roles in the body, and in the sleep episode, I mentioned how we do need cortisol to be high in the morning, to be alert and awake for the day, which is a good thing, but if we have chronically high cortisol, it can have a detrimental effect, Um, and you know, I've done a ton of research on this, and you know, just for my own sake and for helping other people, um, 
And I would even argue that, you know, according to the literature I've read, the most common cause of disease apart from gut health, which is something totally separate that, you know, that would be a whole other episode in itself. Um, but, you know, the most common thing is going to be high cortisol. Um, and these detrimental effects can include things like osteoporosis, um, anxiety, of course, depression, mood swings, um, stubborn lower belly fat. You know, if you have fat that you can't lose on your lower belly, probably due to cortisol, um, and amenorrhea or loss of a period. Um, and actually, amenorrhea is something that is super common with the females that I work with um, because I work with, you know, a lot of people that – or a lot of girls that – are younger and maybe they just came out of playing a college sport and they were under eating because they don't get the education they need um, with how to fuel their body. And they're just, you know, practicing training every single day. And that's where they do lose their period because of that buildup of stress. Um, and, you know, not only that with the external stressors, but it could be internal stressors where you're just having some, like, you know what I had, trauma from the past. I was holding on to those negative emotions. And so that was causing my body to be stressed out. And another common one um, that's from stress, not only just the amenorrhea, is also diabetes um, or people who are just like overweight, unhealthy. Um, and this is because, as I mentioned, when we have a cortisol response, it floods the body with glucose or raises our blood sugar. And if this is consistent, um, it'll prompt our body to continuously produce the glucose and that body remains insulin resistant. So that means that you're not processing carbs efficiently um, and that's where it leads to things like diabetes. Um, so now that we know a bit about cortisol, you know, I don't want this to be, because I'm not a scientist, um, you know, I, I just know the, the general idea of cortisol, everything that we just mentioned. Um, but now that we have like a general idea of what cortisol does, how do we manage this stress response? Um, and so I would say, you know, the first thing is to support your body. I'm totally an advocate for therapy, for, you know, doing things that can help you change your mindset. But if your body is not in line with your thoughts, there's going to be a huge issue. And this is something that I ran into um, because I would like to think that, you know, I do a ton of self-reflection. I've been working towards fixing my anxiety for so many years, but I was at a point where, you know, when I had got my wisdom teeth out, and I think I had mentioned this, when I got my wisdom teeth out and I also was on birth control for a couple of years, um, my, my mind was like, you're totally fine. I could tell myself I'm totally fine, but my body was like, no, we are not fine. Like I would have panic attacks every single day over things that I, I didn't even know why I was having panic attacks. And that's where like, it's so important to first attack what's going on in your body to make sure that your body is operating at an optimal level. Um, and then we can go ahead and start to fix the mindset from it. But you know, with that being said, um, what's something that we can do to make sure our body is ready to, you know, work on handling our stress. Um, so something that you can work on is your inflammation. Um, and actually a quick little caveat is, you know, COVID feeds off of inflammation. So if you're nervous about COVID, that's just another sign to um, reduce inflammation in your body. But the inflammation will stress out the body and raise cortisol. So remember I said that you know, there's not just like over exercising and under eating as stress, but also what's going on internally in your body with your thoughts and your bodily systems. Um, so yeah, so you want to reduce inflammation. You can do this through, um, well, first, you know, make sure that you're healthy, you know, chronic diseases or anything, you know, will increase inflammation. Um, but you want to eat a low inflammatory diet. Um, and this means, you know, you want to moderate alcohol, 
You also want to make sure that you're having a good ratio between the omega-6 fatty acids to omega-3s. So that's where you may want to supplement with fish oil. You also want to make sure that you're eating high fiber. Um, and did I... Okay, maybe I mentioned this already and I'm not going to edit it, but also, you know, moderate alcohol. Actually, I think I said that. Yeah, alcohol is absolutely huge. Alcohol is going to inflame your body like crazy, especially your gut. I know for me, when I have alcohol the next day, I feel like absolute crap. So um, alcohol is huge. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm fine having a drink once a week. But it's like, okay, have you ever tried not having a drink once a week? Because I think you'd feel a lot better. Um so, you know, that's something to keep in mind, the inflammation. And then also birth control. Birth control was absolutely huge for me. Um, this is because birth control, you know, if you haven't, I forget what episodes it's on. I think it was, let me see. Um, it was episode three. Um, is birth control really right for you? We kind of go into it further, but, um, you know, a quick, a quick snapshot of what birth control does is it shuts off your body um, producing its own hormones, its own testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone, um, because it, it gives you a synthetic version of those um, progesterone or estrogen. Um, it depends on what um, birth control that you're using. Um, but when it tells your body that, hey, we already have these hormones, we don't have to make our own, it's going to tank out those hormones. So you're going to have low progesterone, uh, estrogen, and testosterone. And there are so many studies linking that to anxiety. When you have low hormones, it will cause anxiety. So that's where birth control can definitely have an effect on that. Um, and birth control can actually disrupt the pH in your stomach. And so that's another point is your gut health. Gut health is totally tied to anxiety. There are so many studies um, that will, you know, help you learn about the gut and the brain connection. Um, there's actually a book called, I think it's Gut Brain Connection that you can look up if you're interested in this. Um, but it's it's like almost like you have a second brain and that's something you'll hear a lot in the literature is like you have your normal brain that's in your noggin and then you have your brain that's in your gut or basically your gut. Um, and, you know, it is so linked because like, just for example, the, the very thought of eating can release the stomach's like juices before the food even gets there. Um, and digestion starts in your mouth, um, not just in your stomach. And so that's where, you know, another link that you can even think of is if you don't believe me for whatever reason, um, is just thinking about how, um, when you are anxious, like you feel butterflies in your stomach and that's because they're so linked together. Um, and so, Another thing is like if you're um, really stressed out all the time or you're in the sympathetic uh, fight or flight mode, um, digestion is actually the opposite. Digestion is going to be in the parasympathetic or rest and digest mode. So if you're not relaxed when you're going to eat, you're going to have issues already with digestion. Um, and then also, you know, high cortisol will lower your stomach acid and that's going to cause food to sit and ferment in your gut which can lead to things like bacteria overgrowth. Um, you know, if you've heard of SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, that can totally happen due to stress. So um, you want to make sure that your gut health is in check um, before you go ahead and address any anxiety because that's huge. And, you know, when I did stop birth control, um, my anxiety got a lot better, um, you know, as I'm balancing hormones. But it wasn't until, you know, and I'm still dealing with a few issues with um, my digestion. Nothing horrible. It's the best it's been in years. 
But I do know that once I get my digestion 100% and as I do get it closer to 100%, my anxiety still gets better every, you know, every single week I feel like it's getting better. So um, those, the birth control and the gut health, at least for me, was absolutely huge. Um, and, you know, like I said before, make sure that you're eating enough to support your training and just notice that, you know, more training is not always better. Um, and so like I said, with the birth or not the birth control with amenorrhea. Um, oh, here goes gone. Hawking up. Oh, no. Okay. We're good. <laughs> that is in a cough. Um, so yeah, so you're going to, if you're not fueling your body and you're over exercising, you're probably going to lose your period. And that's going to lead to, you know, a tanking out of your hormones, like I had said previously. And then, you know, you're going to be dealing with things like anxiety more than you normally would. Um, so I think I covered pretty much everything for, you know, making sure that your body is ready to handle stress, um, and in an optimal place to handle stress. So now I think the, the second step, which is also very important is to support your mind and to figure out ways to mitigate stress. Um, and so I'm just going to go through, you know, these are things that just have helped me, um, and have helped my clients. Um, so hopefully you can take something away, but um, my first thing is going to be creating a routine. This is freaking huge. Having a routine will allow you to know exactly what to expect. And I know with, um, anxiety, uh, I think for me it was just like not knowing the, you know, not knowing the unknown, <laughs> just like the unknown would really stress me out. So having a routine allows me to know exactly what I, I can expect for the next coming week, um, for the next day. Um, and I'm also able to block out my schedule to make sure that I have me time on those specific times of the day. And then I know when, okay, this is my me time and then this is my work time. So I always have that separation and then my body kind of just gets used to it. I mean, it's like the same thing, like my dog, um, I like to have him on a routine so that he knows exactly what to expect from me. So that he's not stressed out about the unknown. Um, you know, like we go on walks in the morning, we go on walks at 12 p.m. and then we go on a walk at four. And so he's able to like be really chill. Like he's a puppy and he's the most chill puppy you'll ever know because he knows like, okay, it's time to rest right now. But then in a couple of hours, I'm going to be able to play so I can relax. Um, and that's like kind of a funny example. But yeah, routines are so important. Um, and they definitely take the guessing out of things and they allow you to, to make a schedule that works best for you. And then, you know, it also will help you build good habits. So something that's very interesting, um, I forget where I read it, but, um, they just find that, you know, your habits, when you're stressed out, say your habit is going to the gym daily, say, I, I mean, it's bad to go seven days a week, but let's just say, you know, your habit is going to the gym or let's say, Let's actually say six days a week. Let's say your habit is going to the gym six days a week. When you're stressed out, you're probably going to fall back on going to the gym seven days a week because you're just going to fall back on your habits when you get stressed out. Now, if someone's habit is to not go to the gym, like maybe they go here and there, but it's not really a habit to them. When they're stressed out, they're just not going to go to the gym. And so that's when you want to create good habits with your routine so that when you do get stressed out, you just fall back on those good habits. Um, so that's absolutely huge. Now, another one, I, I hate this saying because it's like kind of like messed up, but kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> so this just means like, you know, if you're able to multitask with things, that's great. Um, for example, like when I have really stressful days, um, but I also want to see my friends and I need like a break, um, you know, what I like to do is I like to just go on a walk with them so that I can not only exercise my dog 
and kill that bird with that stone. <laughs> but also, um, you know, I can hang out with a friend and I can also relax during that, that period. So um, I think that's absolutely huge. Or, you know, if you want to learn more, um, I really like to, when we go on walks with my dog, if I'm not with a friend, I'll just listen to a podcast so that I'm learning while I'm walking my dog. Um, or, you know, when I'm doing things around the house, um, I just throw on a podcast. I think podcasts are great um, because like books are awesome, but podcasts you can listen to literally any time of the day when you're doing something else, like when you're driving in the car, when you're doing dishes, folding laundry. Um, so I really love doing that so that I'm able to learn while I'm doing other things. Um, and so another another one that I really like is to make a to-do list. I think that, you know, this is a no-brainer for some people, but I literally did not make a to-do list for years, and I just expected that I would remember what I had to do the next day, which is totally false. Uh, I would run into so many problems. I would be so stressed out because I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot this, I forgot that, and then I would be scrambling to get things done. So what I do is before I go to bed every single night, I write out my to-do list, um, so that I know what I have to do the next day and I'm not stressed out thinking that I'm going to forget things. Um, so that has been absolutely huge. Um, and, you know, even just keeping a calendar so that you make sure that whenever something gets um, scheduled in for you, you always put it on your calendar. And that's creating that habit of, okay, I have to do this. All right, let me put it in my calendar right away so that I don't forget. Um, and then it kind of like leaves your, your brain from having to remember that one thing and be stressed out about it. Okay, next thing is going to be learning to say no to things um, if you feel like you have to and just honoring yourself. Um, I am someone who likes to please other people and I like to say yes to everything in order to make someone happy. That is something I still have to go to therapy for and I will be going to therapy for that. Um, but, you know, I, I actually just worked with a client who um, – couple of clients who just they have a really hard time saying no to things especially with their significant others they feel like it's almost like they're the significant other is a bit controlling um and they don't understand that they are controlling and they don't understand that they can say no to things and you know something stupid and I feel like I've mentioned this a million times but like you literally have one life to live and so it's totally totally okay to say no to things if you feel like that's honoring yourself and that that's going to make you feel better at the end of the day because you know i think for example with me like i'll have like my parents or a friend ask me to do something and as much as i want to do it for them it's like okay but if i do it for them i know i'm going to be so stressed out because i have you know x y and z assignment due and like you know the next day and I know that that's going to make me feel really horrible and it's just not worth it. Now, you don't have to do this every time. So, you know, be a great person, do things for people, but also know how to set boundaries for yourself and, you know, think about the implications of your actions. Like, are you, if you say yes to this one thing, are you going to ruin the rest of your day, the rest of your night? And then, you know, make your decision from there. Um, and so also like, you know, something I kind of just mentioned is just self-reflecting um, and, you know, self-reflection is probably the number one thing that has gotten me to where I am today from, you know, not saying that I'm like some successful, you know, millionaire person because I'm not, but, you know, I used to be someone who was a bully. I used to be someone who was anxious all the time, who hated other people. Um, and it took so much self-reflection to learn how to get out of that, how to be my own person, how to be happy, how to not be stressed. And I think, you know, self-reflection is good for anything, but also with stress. Because, 
you know, when you, when you're able to self-reflect, it's kind of like, okay, what is making me stress and how can I fix it? Because there's always going to be a solution. You have to just be creative. And that's how I think, you know, I've learned how to manage my stress is like, how do I get creative? How do I learn how to uh, fix what's making me stressed? Um, uh, let me think if I could think of an example of this. Um, so, okay. So actually, um, you know, something I just mentioned was like, if someone's asking you to do things all the time, it's like, okay, how do I, it's like, I know that this is going to make me stress that this person's always asking me to do things. And so how do I fix that? Well, I'm going to have to create boundaries for myself and I'm going to have to say no. Otherwise I'm going to be stressed all the time and it's not worth it to be stressed. It's not worth it to, to ruin this with this one life I have it to be stressed all the time. Um, so definitely self-reflect, learn what's making you stressed and then see about, think about solutions that you can have to fix that, that stress. Um, and so the last thing I want to touch on is breathing techniques. Um, so, and just, you know, improving the vagal tone. So first of all, with breathing techniques, they kind of go hand in hand with the, the vagal tone. So Again, I'm not an expert in this, but I have done a bit of research. So the vagus nerve basically controls or it's connected to a ton of our bodily functions. Um, and so if we have a poor vagal tone, it's like any other muscle is how I, you know, people describe it in the past. Um, and it's like, how do you improve that tone, that muscle tone? Well, you have to work on it through things like breathing techniques. You can do things like humming, singing, and that will help improve the bodily functions. And then it'll also help improve stress and anxiety. Um, a common breathing technique for this could be box breathing, where it's four seconds inhale, four second hold, and then four second exhale. And that'll help you, again, improve that tone and then also get you into a, para, um, yeah, a parasympathetic state or a rest and digest state. And so that'll help lower cortisol, get you out of that fight or flight. Um, and this is something that I use when, you know, if something immediate just happens, say someone like cut you off uh, in the road and you almost got into an accident, you're going to feel your heart rate start to go like crazy. And that's when you can incorporate things like box breathing to help, you know, lower that heart rate and get you into a restful state. Um, so that's pretty much all I have for this episode. Um, hopefully you guys can take away something from this um, in terms of helping you manage stress. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely huge, you guys. And this is going to be huge in present preventing things like chronic disease, um, autoimmune diseases. Sorry, that just cut out. Um, but yeah, so any any chronic disease. Um, and just also make sure that you're managing the, the bodily function so that you can go ahead and work on the mindset uh, part of these things that I have mentioned. I cannot talk today. I'm having a bit of an issue. I didn't sleep last night because Gone was up coughing. So yeah, no excuse. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and I am still running the, the, um, giveaway for one free month of coaching. So if you did like the episode, you do like the podcast, make sure to leave a review and leave your Instagram handle. And I will be picking one winner once we hit 50 reviews to get a free month of coaching with me. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. episode make sure to leave a review and share to social media and if you are interested in hiring me as your coach head to www.holdnothingback.net to apply